Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's our favorite time of the year here at The Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. All right, y'all, go grab your mom. Actually, grab anybody with a chest. And I don't mean a chest as in a D cup, double D, or A. Itty bitties are welcome. Itty bitties matter as well. All right, so come on in. We are about to have what could possibly be a life-saving conversation coming up next on Checking In. Everybody, I need you guys to please welcome... Christian Nobles and Christine Torres from the popular podcast, Close to the Chest. And we're going to talk all things close <laughs> to the chest. Big, little, itty bitty, in between. And the great thing about this month of October, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, I'm happy to have you ladies. Welcome. And thank you for checking in. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having us. First and foremost, you are surrounded by pink. Which is incredible, right? It's it's my favorite color. And apparently when you love the color pink, they say you're ready to nest. Oh, (laughs) well, you are glowing. Thank you so much for having us, Michelle. This is really amazing. Thank you, Christine. I'm just glowing because maybe it's the foundation and the lighting, but I ain't nesting yet. No one to nest with. (laughs) But we'll go out together and find us someone. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you guys already know. The importance of having y'all today, we will talk about everything breast cancer awareness and everything as it relates to implants. And first, I'm going to share that my mother is a breast cancer survivor. And if it wasn't for those mammograms, you know, she found it very early, Christine. She very found it very early, Kristen. And so I'm definitely a fan of everyone doing mammograms. And about one in eight U.S. women will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. And in 2021, an estimated 281,000, almost 282,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer are expected to be diagnosed in women in the U.S. And in women under 45, breast cancer is more common in black women than white women. Overall, black women are more likely to die of breast cancer. And so I thought it was wise to share those statistics. What are your thoughts about what I just shared? Kristen? Um, first and foremost, it's ridiculous, Michelle. I think, unfortunately, the women's health movement and what you brought up as the statistic with Black women, especially breast health and knowing our bodies and how we feel about our bodies as people with what you do in checking in, the emotional, financial, physical impact and fear a lot of us live with that yeah. it could happen to us and really some you know, not wanting to know this is a big area where knowledge is power. And being able to have uncomfortable conversations is key. And having people like your mother around you that 
were diligent about their health that encourage you to do so and also to be able to have the access to care. Because I think it's not also a lack of desire to get tested. It's really having that ability to have access. It's expensive. You know, and we live in a world where we're sold that it's about how we look and how we feel. And I think that for all women, this, you know, not just October, but any month is a good time to any, yeah. have that conversation and get comfortable talking about your breasts because, <laughs> you know, everybody else is doing it, right? We should too. And we should do it in a way where we honor them and we realize the importance of them in relationship to the rest of our body, right? Everybody's got them. Mm. Yeah, everybody has them. <laughs> Men and women. Exactly. You exactly. know, my former manager, Matthew Knowles, uh, uh, manager of Destiny's Child and Beyonce's father, in the past two years, he disclosed that they found cancer in his breast. He's a man, as a man. And so um, we just want to also acknowledge that, like you said, Christine, we have them, you know. And so, Christine, give us the origin of how the podcast Close to the Chest started. <laughs> well, it was really birthed from inside of Kristen's brain. I consume so many podcasts and I love them and have really? loved them for so long because I drive a lot. When, um, you know, I commute to work, it's like an hour each way. And what better to do than like, you know, I get tired of listening to talk radio. So I listen to podcasts and, and they're so informative. So I was yeah. telling Kristen, um, we were at the Nantucket Film Festival. I had a movie in contention and she was there selling a movie, a documentary, and um, uh, the person whose house we were staying at actually has his own podcast. And he interviewed both of us for the podcast. And so we just had a moment where we looked at each other and the idea was born. Because Kristen, you know, has been suffering from breast implant illness for so long now. And it was, uh, it was that, that fateful moment that... Um, I think we uh, decided that we could do something and help other people. And that's really mm. what we want to do is bring attention and help other people and know that they're not alone. Wow. So Christine and Kristen, how did y'all meet? She's very modest about how this was born because we met in Nantucket. I was doing Creating Woodstock, which was an amazing project in the music industry, actually. But I want some of my symptoms were very severe. And one of them is I had seizures. Mm. So I literally like my second interaction with Christine is I'm on the floor having a seizure. And she literally rolls me over, puts you know my wallet in her mouth and her wallet in my mouth. Sorry, because she is also like a former prosecutor. She's an attorney. She's a filmmaker. And she's an amazing woman, you know, just helping. I was a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> And she saved my, she, oh. she saved me. And then we ended up talking the entire time. And as a former prosecutor, I kept asking her legally, how does this happen? And I had so many questions and she, mm. we did one podcast. Free counsel, free counsel. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then we did just one advice, <laughs> <laughs> not legally binding. I love it. She's y'all. She's got to give us these disclaimers. Even now <laughs> she covers my ass and my boobs. Excuse my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so open and I went to her as a filmmaker and we were looking at a movie and a documentary and those take a long time. And to be open with all your listeners, one day I was on another app. I saw someone I knew from my heart speaking and I shot him an email that said, want to help me mm. save 2 million women's lives. And he wrote back in seven minutes. And then all of the decisions came behind it. And we've learned and grown, I think, as storytellers, as producers, but also as Chris shared, we really wanted this to be, if you get that moment where, oh my God, I might have this, where do you go? And that was for me mm. the most challenging part. And then iHeart has been so supportive, but it was really talking to her. And the irony is never once did quote money come up. You know, it was all about the intention of the media and the message. And I knew if somebody could deliver it with credibility, honesty, and integrity, and was a great director, producer in any format, it would be her. And thank God she said yes. Wow, that is amazing. We just have fun together. We have fun together. <laughs> yeah. We laugh. And, you know, it's, it's important that like, you know, when you, well, you know, you know, it's like when you collaborate with other people, it's very important that um, the humor is there. And the thing that I love about Kristen is that as serious as her illness is, she never 
misses an opportunity to make fun of it. So <laughs> spit take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Who's the funnier then? Is it Kristen or Christine? No, oh, Kristen's infinitely funnier than I am. I'm not funny at all. <laughs> Christine, I have a feeling that yours is like the humor where you have to be really smart. I don't know. I'm very, very, very serious. <laughs> None of that dry, like Larry David type humor. Oh, that's cringe. Oh, I love that show. I love Larry David. I love that show. I it makes me just cringe. Larry David. Every time because that's I'm stuff like, that I do. Is he married? Is he married? I wonder, is he married? I would, I think I could date him. You know what, girl? Me too. He's funny and he's direct. We need that in a man. <laughs> it's like, Kristen, let's take him out. Right? You know, let's, let, let's take him out. Let's take him he's out. He's got his number. Let's give him a call. So, Christine, I know Miss Filmmaker and a, an attorney. You know him. Uh, I don't. I don't. I wish I did. Well, I know him from his HBO show. Obviously, I know him from <laughs> Seinfeld. We'll just tag but, him for uh, you. Yeah. He, he spent many, many, many hours in my living room. But <laughs> the question is, does he know me? <laughs> this will be the soundbite. Nothing about really why we're talking about why we're here today. This to meet uh, Larry David. Um, Christine, I know you've thrown it back to Kristen a few times about some things that she has been dealing with. Kristen, I knew that uh, there were some thyroid situations then, but I didn't know was it brought on by the complications due to your breast implants. Do you mind sharing what, what happened? Absolutely. So I originally got implants in my 20s and I was very sick for years, you know, feeding tubes. I was kind of known as the girl in, you know, running around in all these industries that would work during anything and mm -hmm. spend thousands of days in the hospital, literally. And at that point, they did diagnose me with lymphoma. I went into remission, but I continued to be very mm -hmm. ill. And after having seizures and all sorts of surgeries and hospitalizations, a cardiac arrest, I was actually in ICU and a doctor came in. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was like an intensivist and I had a brain infection and sidebar that day, I found a gun in ICU. <laughs> so very strange, these crazy hospital experiences. And I think if I look back, that was like a sign. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you need to pay attention. And when she told me she thought it was my implants, I did an initial removal, but unfortunately I replaced them. And so okay. in the time I swapped out the saline texturized ones for these silicone awful things, I ended up having just immediately debilitating health from bones breaking, my seizures went up, my nausea and digestion went down, but I was also gaining weight. My hair was falling out and I was exhausted. Wow. And I just wasn't me. Like I couldn't tolerate certain things. And then I reached out to a support group. They said to me that these had been recalled and we had some conversations and it was another woman, not a doctor who said, they don't do this when you have BII, they take them out for good. And I met a surgeon. She told me, unfortunately, the time of healing from the first surgery to now had cost me both my hips. As you brought up my thyroid, I went into a full on thyroid storm. And then I went into an endocrine storm with my adrenal glands. And so depression is something that mentally and the emotional toll this takes throughout the disease is unbearable. And it comes with a lot of shame. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. But and it's heavy. Right. And you want to be peppy. And, you know, you know, I listen to so much of the work you've done. And I joke that I kept covering up with glitter. I would be, you know, I really just embrace the suck. And I have a 23 year old daughter. And it was so expensive to do the surgery. It took a while to find another surgeon who would take them out that actually believed in the disease, because it's unfortunate that even though the FDA acknowledges this and doctors treat it, it was still, they call a diagnosis of exclusion. So a lot of women were diagnosed with Graves' disease, Hashimoto's, MS, and other diseases. But like for me, I'm two weeks post-explant. Thank God they removed them. Boobs are out. They are out. <laughs> And what's crazy is I'm single, Michelle, right? I was really afraid of so many different levels. And with the thyroid issue and the emotional connection too, I, I went through a crash. I'm not going to pretend I've cried a lot. You know, I do make fun of this issue and have these jokes, but the coping mechanism of chasing the symptoms and the damage yeah. versus the root cause. And then I had a lymph node test positive for a gene that indicates the cancer. And so I immediately went into some 
you know, treatment, et cetera, to go back in what I want to share with all of your listeners and any woman out there. Is that please, please share whatever, please. I thought it was mm-hmm. crazy. You know, the worst part of this was going to doctors who didn't acknowledge the disease. I was sent home from a surgeon three times who was literally told by oncology, take them out. And it was Christine and friends that gave me the mental health space to consistently check in. And they would push through my armor if it's a joke, I'm all sparkled up, I'm fine, I'm producing a part, I'm doing this, that. And they would say, like, how are you doing? You know, and I really can't share that enough that you checking in with people and saying, how are you doing? Because me looking fine doesn't mean crap. And feeling fine, you know, that's a whole new movement, right? Like feeling fine is my new thing, right? And I find myself like getting up and I don't feel like I'm going to break in half. And I'm like, whoa, this is fine. Like this is healthy. Kristen's the kind of person who goes like a thousand miles an hour for 24 hours. All right. Maybe like 23 hours and 59 minutes and gets one minute of sleep and then starts Mm. all over the next day. So like, I don't know how she does it. She does this while feeling horrible. I mean, she's on all kinds of medication just to like, you know, be able to get through the day because like her implants were killing her. And in spite of that, in spite of that, and and I think that this is true for many women, not just women who have murderous boobs, but you know, we get up in the morning and, you know, we shake off whatever doesn't feel right. And we don't pay attention to it because we have stuff to do. We have to get things done. Um, And so I think that that's like something that, that we really do fight through all the time. Um, So it's important, like Kristen said, to check in and say, Hey, you know, there's a lot going on. How are you doing? How are you doing? Wow. Christine, thank you for being that support for Christine. Y'all, we literally, it's Christine and Christine. You can call me Chris. (laughs) So Chris, what would be your relation to anything as it relates to anything close to the chest? Anyone in your family, you personally? Well, I I do not have breast implants. All me. She said it's all me. It's all, I think it's all my grandmother, actually. She had like... I think they came from her, <laughs> but because um, my mom is like normal size, but like my grandmother was like. Now, what's considered normal, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. That's a really because, good question. Because, there is no such thing. I think it, it might be. Is it C? Is normal B? I don't know. They're just a nuisance, mostly. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, did y'all know that boobs are like two different sizes? One, it could be a whole cup bigger than the other. Thank you. And they don't always look the same. Like there's so much to learn. <laughs> there's like, many, 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 many reasons why women get implants. I have learned through yeah. my research. And that is a very, actually, that's a pretty high on the list. To make them yeah. Even amount. Kristen, if you don't mind me asking, um, why did you get implants in the first place? And I don't mean that from a, because I feel like I want implants to even up my boobs. That's my reason. What a, no. Okay. Kristen, don't do like, it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> Kristen, um, if you don't mind um, sharing, cause some people have what they feel are legitimate reasons. They feel like maybe they've been breastfeeding and their boobs are down South, but they want them up north. Right. Like what was your reason? Well, what you just touched on is interesting is that, right. There's, you know, all different demographics of women that have different reasons. And what's important for all of the listeners to hear is that, you know, implants aren't our only option to get symmetry, volume, those things. And we've learned a lot about, quote, natural things. But Mm. when I was 23, for me, I'll be real open. I was a single, I was 25. Sorry, I was a single mom. I just left not a great relationship. So I come out of the entertainment industry and was in Silicon Valley. And my friend was a model and she looked great and got a hot guy. And I was like, well, I want to look great and get a hot guy. So I went to her surgeon and I thought I looked great. And frankly, never got that guy who, you know, was the one in the ad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it was a self-esteem. I was always small chested and I felt in my mind that sexy, beautiful women that were intelligent and well-received looked a certain way. And I can share with all the listeners that that's not true. And I do look back at how I changed aesthetically and it didn't make me more confident. It didn't help me fall in love. It didn't lead me down that path of financial success. It was 
so expensive. And also it was impulsive. So I didn't do research. You know, I didn't know the risks. And that really at 25, I made a permanent life decision on a temporary feeling. And as you talk about, like, I didn't check in with myself. I just went with the crowd and the expectations of, you know, this is a Hollywood dime, you know, teeth. Well, they didn't really disclose all the risks either. So to be fair. Yeah. I mean, do they do they disclose the risks now? Because you know how on pharmaceutical ads, they have to disclose every side effect that happened during trial, the drug trial. With implants, are they telling people risks? We interviewed a great woman on the podcast, Sybil Goldrich. And 30 years ago, she went in and found out that the risks were in a list in a box and a piece of paper that was never given to the patient. And or the doctor. Or the doctor. And what is important to share with the listeners is there are now known risks. There's a lot of movements by incredible advocates out there to get what we call full disclosure, because no one's here to tell anybody what to do with their body. But if we told you the true financial impact it would have throughout a lifetime, the physical impact it could have on your body from losing your hair to gaining weight to getting cancer. And then you look at a subset of women, which are cancer patients, which are directed into the sales cycle because it is sales. The most important thing is that with the current issue with implants that they not only know, but they've recalled them because they are associated to a form of blood cancer, not breast cancer. So imagine you have breast cancer and you get blood cancer on top of it. You've seen what Mm. people go through. And so the lobbying right now is for full disclosure and then also what we call peer-reviewed studies. And what's fascinating to me through this investigative part, and I joke that Chris delivers justice, right? I was going to say, like, Chris, legally, what is going through your mind with all of this? Well, you know, I think... Or advice. (laughs) I think Congress needs to pass the Medical Device Safety Act. It's been holed up there for several years now, and I know it's not a priority with, like, everything that's going on in the world today, but it is a priority. It should be a priority because women's health is never a priority for anybody. And it's about time that women's health really does take the forefront because, you know, breast cancer, I mean, we're in October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So many women, like you were saying at the top of the show, so many women suffer from breast cancer. They either they're, they're battling it right now or they are finding out about it. We just need to really take women's health seriously And this is a big part of it. You know, you can't just like throw something in somebody's body and say, yeah, this is going to make you look sexy and give me like $50,000 and not pay the consequences. Mm. And I, Mm. and I did go to an attorney in full disclosure and there is currently a class action lawsuit, which the real issue for women in the full disclosure is that what are the risks and then also innovation on women's health, right? Because if this is the standard that you can put something in their body never do a peer-reviewed study, be getting millions of complaints. And how do I even know if what I have has been recalled and then what could still be recalled as the data comes in? And so for women out there, I encourage you to really think about the source of where we get our information, right, Michelle? That's so important. And the FDA is publishing data. They are commanding peer-reviewed studies, but each person having the ability to report what they call an adverse event. I don't know if you'd know how to go to the FDA and tell them that your device didn't work. Cause for me, I couldn't figure it out. Mm. Do you make it very, very complicated, more complicated than it needs to be? Of course. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because there is a friend of mine whose mother right now has been having pain in her breast and she's had implants. She's older actually she's probably close to 70 she's had three kids you know but has been feeling the pain in her breast you know and so I will actually will check in well what I can share I learned Michelle that's really important too my surgeon it's kind of weird I look at him I'm like you just had your hands inside me bro (laughs) like this is creepy what you could right but he's like Kristen you had this bundle of nerves and so you know if we think about the physical you know, act of putting an implants and then that chakra in being so close to your heart, your lungs, like the symptoms women experience range from exhaustion to pain. I remember I had major swelling and the doctor was like, well, girl, don't be mad. You got more than you paid for. And I was like, whoa, these things are huge. 
and this mm. and the swelling and the pain just to have this quote off my chest and to be able to lay down and take a deep breath and to not feel that all the time. My hands were going numb. I'd swelling. My hair was falling out. And, yeah. you know, you talk to so many women. So, you know, checking in with your friends, because also it's not easy, you know, to call up your friend and say, hey, your implants may be killing you. Right. There needs to be a sensitivity around it. Yeah. That we do this in a way where we honor them because it's a we're it's a personal choice and we're not here to judge people, but definitely to educate and say you don't have to suffer for beauty. Thank you for sharing. Not everybody who has breast implants experiences breast implant illness, but the symptoms are so common, like fatigue and anxiety. They could be indicative of just about anything, just like I didn't yeah. get enough sleep this week or whatever. We are so used to just working through it and not, you know, yeah. don't let this slow me down. I have things to do. Yeah. I can't be sick today. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Kristen, you are, you said, two weeks post-op. I am. Of getting everything removed. Two weeks later, how you feeling? I feel like Wonder Woman. You know, I wonder every day what happened, why I didn't do this. Um, it's emotional because it took me two years to find the right surgeon, the financial resources, because a lot of time this wasn't mm -hmm. covered. And the messages in the community that have reached out to support me through this journey and the women who have shared their stories are the heroes because it was seeing how great they were that made me believe in the potential of healing and being okay, not being okay. Because I don't look great, but boy, I feel good. Oh, wow. Well, I'm excited for you. And I'm so once again, thank you for your friend, Chris, for being there to support you. And Christine, I know you guys share a lot of information on your podcast from navigating disease, from diagnosis to treatment and detox. How many stories from women or men do you get that tell you that both of you, you save someone's life by helping them spot certain signs? I got one this morning from a young girl, which really touched me because I have a 23-year-old daughter. 
And she made the decision to not get implants and do other things. And ironically, she's in the music industry. And she was feeling a lot of pressure to be, you know, that image. And she's about to write about it and share her feelings through it. And I think that those stories are where I know this was not only so worth it, but just, again, checking in and women communicating with other women and getting to meet on a foundational platform of purpose versus, you know, judgment and gossip and all that has been an incredible, you know, cure for me. And the stories are incredible. We also, um, we've lost women to this, to suicide. So, you know, mental health and BII go hand in hand. They are one crutch in the other to your path to success. And I can say that my emotional state is night and day from four weeks ago where I didn't think I was going to make it. You've had some really bad days, Kristen. And I, I, um, as a friend, I can hear it in your voice when you're not, when you're not all there, you know, when you, when you're, <laughs> I mean, you're never all there, but you know, <laughs> when, when is she all there today? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you know, like, look at that smile. I mean, I know this is your first time maybe seeing each other, but Kristen has a very infectious smile and she's fun to be around and she's like excited and excited and up, but you could always tell, like, I mean, like, you know, whenever we check in with people that we know and love and, and hang out with and, and appreciate, you always know when something's a little bit off if you're paying attention. So I, I'm really grateful that um, it's night and day, Kristen. It really is night and day because um, when, I, when I saw you a couple of weeks ago in person, we actually saw each other in person, which is crazy. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it, it was right before her surgery and, and it was really taking a toll on her. Um, and there's always the second guessing, oh, do I really need the surgery? And surgery is scary, whether you're putting them in or taking them out or, you know, just surgery in general is, is anxiety inducing. Um, but um, the fact that you're just giggling and being, you know, yourself is, is really refreshing and, and I'm really, really grateful that your doctor did such a great job. It's those stories from those women, Michelle, like them writing in and sharing their information and meeting hundreds, if not thousands now of women, you know, that gave me courage and it gave me confidence. If That doesn't sound weird. Wow. No, it's beautiful that you are here today. Two weeks post-op. Girl, you know, we could reschedule that. We could have. <laughs> I would not miss it. You know, if, if you need to be resting, Christine, you keep um, kind of touching in the area of areas of mental health. Well, both of you have. Um, October 10th was World Mental Health Day. And I think we can include stories like this into mental health because of so many girls making the decision to what they feel is improving their body. So we've got breast implants. Now you've got the BBLs. Oh, yeah. Now... My baby sister, I got a personal Facebook account and I just lurk on all of them. Now she's 30. She's not quite a baby, but I just lurk on family and friends I went to school with. And she left a comment somewhere. She said she was just joking, but she was like, I need this money for my BBL. So I had to Google what BBL was. This is before it became really popular, you know, say this year. But I said, what in the world is BBL? It's the whole Brazilian butt lift thing. So when you see things like that, ladies, even though your show is close to the chest, what are your thoughts about young girls flying all over the place to get BBLs? And I'm like, lunges and eating pasta makes my booty swole. (laughs) I'm like, don't they know about the <laughs> carbs? Yeah, no, it's so as a <laughs> for me. No, I am horrified. I'm a mom first. So I'm horrified. I just want to take them home. The lack, medical device safety is medical device safety. And just for the young girls out there, if going to a third world country or a second world country or a first world country to get something done on sale is never a good idea. Get what you pay for. Get what you pay for. And You know, honestly, I'm scared to see where these women are going to be in a very long period of time. And, you know, first of all, I don't sit on my implants all day. So there's the BBL, there's the implants, there's, you know, pulling fat from one place to another. We've learned more than I care to share about that. But think about like you're taking fat, which is young stem cells and putting it in places and transferring it. And what we've learned is, you know, there's a lot to be learned. 
And so the young women, I think also just from a financial perspective, because that's my background is, you know, EPs, we care about the money and the investment and the ROI. Yeah. Right. If you think <laughs> about this, what is it going to cost to maintain that over your life? And what could you do to invest in yourself and your mental, physical health and other ways to maybe deal with the core issue? Because if you really dig down deep and check in and ask anybody why they want that, at the end, it's not because it's going to make them love them more, usually. If you're with somebody who loves you for how you look, find somebody else. Find somebody else, yeah. You know, I mean, looks fade. Right. <laughs> looks do fade. You just, just ingest a little more collagen. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too. No one ever said to me, Michelle, along the way, and I've had some amazing men in my life, but none of them never said, I love you for your boobs. Right. They didn't say that. How many thought right. it? <laughs> <laughs> but if, 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 because some men are either a boobs or booty dudes. My daughter literally came over, Michelle, my daughter, 23. Mama, don't worry. You know what's so in right now? I saw this girl on Instagram and she had nothing up top. She was all butt and people love her. And I was looking at her like, we're trying to make mom feel better right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Christine, how do I say it legally? We are not here to tell people what to do. We're not here to shame These are anyone. The opinions of the podcasters. Amen. Um, and no, but I, I don't. I, I don't think it's ever a good idea to tell anybody what to do because they're either going to listen to you and do it because they want to, or they're not going to listen to you and not do it at all. But the fact is, is that we all have autonomy over our own bodies. We um, control what we eat, what we drink, how we take care of ourselves. If you go to some shady doctor and they inject something into your body, either up top, on the bottom, uh, you know, men, they get those pec lifts, um, calf lifts. And, you know, I mean, it, this affects men as well. You think they're getting testicles lifted? Botox <laughs> down there, girl. Botox. Ouch. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> you putting Botox in your tutus? They have this video I'm going to forward you later. You won't believe it. <laughs> Why? Why would you do what, that? Christine? Why would you do that? Now, I do know that Botox is also used so people don't sweat. Is it so they don't have sweaty smooth balls? Smooth. I don't know. But the disclaimer is you lose a few inches when you smooth things out, so it's a choice. <laughs> I am gonna ignore this and keep going with my conversation. Amen. Amen, Christine. We are so sorry. Yes. Amen. Amen. You choose what to put in your body. Men, women, and everybody in between. It's a, a personal choice and you have to make these choices on how you treat this one body that we have with love and care. It has to last now longer than ever, like at least, you know, 80 to 100 years. Yeah, because we're people are living longer. There's something key you said. One body. We have one. We take that for granted, ladies. We feel like there's another one waiting around the bend for us somewhere. It's so key. We've desensitized ourselves to changing our bodies, right? Like it's no big deal. It's elective. It's easy. And so I think, Michelle, what you touch on about this issue is the decision comes down to why, how you feel about yourself and what your, what's your intention, right? I think that's such an important thing that you always set with these conversations checking in is what's the intention? And, you know, feeling better, if we make beauty a feeling business, like I'd love when someone looks at me right now, like you look like you feel good. That's a great compliment, right? You know, and I think as women at all phases of our life, we want to be beautiful. We want to be loved. We want to shine. We want to be a star like yeah. this. But at the same time, that expectation and image changes. Like I'm not 20. So I've seen the skinny, thin, tiny person as the ideal human to the bodacious body as the ideal, right? Over the last 30 years and body positivity and mental positivity go hand in hand. And that would be my message that if I've learned anything from being sick for 20 years from one choice was I had to love me more to have more and to feel more and to be better. Mm, wow. This has just been eye opening from the rooter to the tutor, <laughs> literally. 
Christine, I'm still, this is the first podcast in which I just, I, we, Botox down there for the men? We have this amazing person who came on our podcast, Dr. Tony Yoon. And he does mm-hmm. videos, which I encourage people to check out the holistic plastic surgeon because he breaks down what's real and what's perceived. And he did a, okay. he did a video about it and I sent it to my producer. And I think I still have trauma points I got to pay back him for because what what was the name? Dr. Tony Yoon, Y-O-U-N. Okay. And he's okay. the holistic plastic surgeon. And I think too, like word of mouth, it's crazy how you hear about these things, right? And there's acronyms and then they get desensitized. And then people are posting on social media or on TV shows that they've had, you know, 10 procedures in one day. And I think it's really important to know that as humans, you know, new and improved doesn't mean you reconstruct your structure. Like you talk about is what about working on the inside? And so, you know, you think about if guys are willing to do that, guys suffer too. You know, we all feel like we're supposed to be some idea of, uh, and I think you really have brought this mental health conversation, especially with us women to light because not being okay isn't okay. And thank you guys for bringing the conversation around our chest, breast to light, that it's okay to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Yes. I can't wait to continue to listen and thank y'all for for coming on and and sharing. Um, Are there any projects that we can look forward to next, Christine Torres, that you can share? Well, Chris and I are collaborating on 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 several projects. So I'll let Kristen, I'll throw that one to Kristen. We're actually working through the podcast. I have a background in finance and I found there's a really big hole for women to be able to get treated. And I think it's a holistic approach. Like you talk about the mental side of things, meeting other survivors, getting access to the right doctors, getting the real, Okay. you know, there's a lot of fake news about fake boobs and we want to give people the real facts. So expanding sicktitties.com into a community, which really started out as a lifestyle company to raise money for me to do surgery. And it's now become a website with resources and we want to help people get the right care and access to the experts. And then we're working on a film about this issue and what 50 years of this industry has looked like so people can actually see beauty as an industry, breast implants as a business, and what you talked about, medical device safety and raise awareness. So we have not only full disclosure, but the ability to get information on anything, be it your new butt, your new hip, your heart, your pacemaker, et cetera. Absolutely. And um, to the listeners, I I definitely kind of pivoted. I know this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but I wanted to make sure that I was like, let's talk about a topic that kind of goes under the radar as it relates to what can happen should we make the choice to alter parts of our body. Once again, this was not to shame or to tell anybody what they should or should not do. But it was to just raise the awareness and just have the conversation as it relates to implants and people are dying and literally getting sick from this. And Kristen, um, y'all, she's two weeks post-op of getting her breast implants removed. And I'm just thankful that you were able to gather up some strength today to talk to us. And Chris, for being that friend to Kristen, checking in on her. And um, prayerfully, you've got people checking in on you too, Christine. <laughs> I'm I'm very blessed. So I just uh, I'm I'm grateful to be here and to be a part of this and to help women and uh, hopefully save lives because that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Women need to to take care of themselves and to be taken care of in 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 a healthful way so that we can live long and productive and vibrant lives. Absolutely. And on that note, I just want to say thank y'all for checking in. Will y'all come back again? This was awesome. Oh my God. Absolutely. You were a blessing. And I think I, I posted today just to you. I said, listen, if there's anybody who can take this chorus of a conversation and add some harmony and make it a concert, everybody will hear. It was you, Michelle. And thank you for you because this is tough. Thank you. It's not easy to talk about, but like you said, we're It's about knowing that together we're not alone and empowering other women. Listen, I'm excited about the brand close to the chest and the possibilities for it. Merchandise wise, books wise, docu-series wise. Keep us posted. 
you know, and let me know if there's anything that I can do voice wise, like you said, to continue amplifying the message. But we should do it. You got me as a friend for sure. Well, guys. thank you for you. And I would love to do, you know, there's so many ways to reach people and music is an amazing force. And if we do a single, you know, these young girls are going to hear it and we'll come up with an acronym. <laughs> Don't touch your boobs. Don't touch your boobs. You lose. Don't touch your chest. Don't touch your chest. They're already the best. You are my hero. You are and so that nice. was copyrighted. That was the Broadway version. We'll get an R&B version, a gospel version somewhere up in there. Hey, the one thing all, all right. these women have, Michelle, is faith. And I think that's, oh. I read it on your shirt. We always say, you know, you have these conversations. Faith moves. Yes. We made a shirt that says faith, have moves. faith in your body. So let's give these girls faith and, you know, let's keep moving this along because you are a blessing and you're so courageous. Thank you for what you do. Yes. Courageous. What are you talking about? Y'all are courageous, too. You are an inspiration Woo. to us all, Michelle. Thank you. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop. No, it's it. true. It's true. Oh, y'all are the best. We must link up in person one day. I, I feel I feel it'll be a great time. So <laughs> absolutely. I'm in Atlanta. You know, I have no idea where y'all. are. I just told our producer today that I believe my soulmate's there. So I'm coming to see a girn We're going out. Change your number. Lock your door. <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> I will be right over. I need some. <laughs> Come on. A friend of mine, David Emonitia, founder of Believe Nation. He calls me one day and says, oh, my God, Michelle, I just realized what the definition of the word future is. So you dummy, you almost 40 years old and you just now knowing what the word future is does future means tomorrow. It means something to come. It means the next minute, next second. He said, no, he said that's that too. And he said, but the other definition, it's in the dictionary. It means the moment following speaking or writing. So if you believe your soulmate is here in Atlanta, we speak that, we write that. That's beautiful. And I think the rapper future should run with that, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Hold up. Cause I'm I'm like, come on, get a ticket to Atlanta. Christine, where you wanna go? What oh, do you want? I'm in about? New York right now. So I'm I'm just I'm up the road from you. Yeah, she said her boo is lingering up there somewhere. <laughs> you in Nantucket, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard, Boston. I am all that I need. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, <laughs> I am all that I need. This is part two, y'all. Come on, get, we gotta go. I am all that I need. I, I, oh, let me I put it this way. I'm I probably need. all that I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Got it. All right, ladies, I, I'm not going to hold you guys because this was about to start the second half of, a, of, of another episode of checking in <laughs> about being all that we need or I'm too much to handle for myself and for you. So listen again, I love y'all already. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you soon. Thank you so All much. Right, darlings. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you. <laughs> that was a ton of fun. Um, I love when, when I talk to people and I feel freedom to be funny and goofy, even though we were talking about a very serious topic with the ladies, Christine and Kristen of the popular podcast, close to the chest. I know this is different than what you guys normally hear from my podcast weekly, but this needed to be said. So make sure you you call up your mom, cousins, your girlfriends, your grandma. You know, and once again, this show is not to tell anybody what to do with their bodies. It's not even to shame anybody. But um, the young lady, um, Kristen, is literally two weeks post-op of getting her breast implants removed. And so I still believe in, um, you know, talking to your doctors and, you know, making the best decision um, for you. But I forgot to ask her what were some of the alternative ways to do breast lifts. I know she said there were um, alternative ways. So so anyway, I guess I was just kind of letting y'all know what I've been thinking about what I want to do, because how many of us this is a vulnerable moment. We you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. I should get Botox. I should get fillers. I should, you know, get my boobs done. Now, I love my booty, so it does what it needs to do. So I have no problems down there. 
But I do look in the mirror sometimes. I'm like, man, I, I want my boobs to be perfect. Wow. Um, my heart goes out to folks out there. You know, you're confused. You don't know what to do. Or you feel like in order to be in a relationship, you have to do something to your body in order to date this hot chick or this hot guy that you feel like you have to do something to your body. Now, I believe if there are areas that you want to improve by, I would say, working out and eating right, I would say, let's start there. But making sure that you're doing it for you and for your literal health, right? So this was an amazing, amazing, much needed conversation. Thanks for checking in with me, especially during this month of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm sending love to survivors of breast cancer, those who have been caregivers of someone that's had breast cancer. And if you are of age and if breast cancer runs in your family, go ahead and get your mammograms, okay? I love you and there is nothing, absolutely nothing you can do about it. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.